Good afternoon and welcome to the Brussels Chicago Riga Summit. Landmark Summit. Warmly welcome all of you at the NATO headquarters. Our 25th, 17th, first summit meeting of the 21st century. Hello and welcome to NATO Summit Behind the Scenes, the podcast where we explore the machinery that goes into a NATO summit. I'm your host, Bruce. And I'm your host, Mariana. And together, we're speaking to people from inside and outside of NATO about all the work they do surrounding a summit. Well, we finally made it. Welcome to our last episode. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Uh, or as I like to call it, I know what you did last summit. <laughs> what about uh, 500 days of summit? Wow. Has it really felt like that long that you've been stuck in this recording booth with me? <laughs> Every moment has been a delight, Bruce. Um, for me as well. <laughs> um, what about cool for the summit or or summit by Calvin Harris feet NATO <laughs> when I met you in the summit? Oh, yes. That's amazing. <laughs> Keep going, please. That's definitely going to be in the chart topping. Oh, stop. <laughs> Um, Also, you've clearly got somewhere in your mind then, don't you? Yes, I do. I mean, we've spent the last eight episodes complaining about the Belgian Mm -hmm. weather, and it's actually really nice and sunny now, so... But before everyone goes on summer holidays, we're here for one final NATO summit behind the scenes wrap up. Right. And uh, this episode will be a little different because it's just us today. Um, We're going to do a rapid fire quiz about the main decisions taken at the summit and what they mean for the future of NATO. And if that's not tempting enough, Mm. we're also going to (laughs) sprinkle in some questions about fun facts that our guests have shared over the course of the podcast. Uh, We should have a point system so we can know who wins. Oh, Uh, Like three points for the main question and you get a bonus point if you get the question about the guest correct. Okay, deal. You're on. Great, you're on. Uh, So let's get started. First, we agreed to enhance NATO as the transatlantic forum for consultations and joint action on all matters related to our security. And we agreed to strengthen and broaden our political consultation and coordination. So, as the SecGen said, Allied leaders agreed to deepen and broaden political consultations in NATO. What are some of the specific measures they agreed to help them consult more often on all issues that affect Allied security? So, from what I remember, mm. <laughs> uh, you know, because I have it all memorized, of course. Of course. We read the summit communique all <laughs> exactly. 79 points exactly. many times. Uh, so, the NATO leaders agreed to hold one more foreign minister meeting a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've also decided to have more consultation with within the NATO countries with uh, like national um, security advisors and like other senior officials. Uh-huh. Political directors and other senior officials. Yes. You have done your homework. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so allies will invest in more consultations to better use non-military tools to address common security challenges and to seek coherent positions ahead of meetings um, in other international fora such as the UN General Assembly and the G20. So yeah. That's I what I like, said. Yeah, basically <laughs> what you said. I feel like you get full points for that. And now yeah. I'm going to ask you a bonus question question about our pod. So in episode one, we talked to Steve Durden, who is the head of protocol and events at NATO. And Mm -hmm. he mentioned that he worked in several different jobs before he got that job. Can you tell me about what some of them were? That was one of my favorite like progress career to to get into NATO. So uh, he like transport, transported money, artwork, and like high level criminals, like the worst mm-hmm. level. <laughs> and then he was a bodyguard for the royal family and then became a bodyguard for the former secretary general and then eventually came into NATO. That's yeah. not all he did, but those are the ones that I remember. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's maybe that's all that he could tell us <laughs> that he did. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. Maybe the king of unconventional career <laughs> pathways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Great. So I feel like you get full points for question one. <laughs> now it's my turn in the hot seat. Second, we agreed to reinforce our deterrence and defense by strengthening NATO as the framework for the defense of the Euro-Atlantic area and recommitting to the defense investment pledge we made in 2014. So what does the defense investment pledge entail, Bruce? So <laughs> as far as I remember, the defense investment pledge uh, was agreed in 2014 at the Wales Summit. Um, and the idea is that allies would make sure that 2% of their GDP is being spent on defense and um, as well as a certain amount in equipment. Um, How much? And I don't remember that <laughs> specifically, but I do know that they reaffirmed their their commitments to, to reach that by 2024. Which is 20%. Which is 20% yes. on equipment. Okay, great. <laughs> but I feel like you, sh- you still get full points okay, for great. that. That's that, good. <laughs> we're still at the start of the quiz, so you're exactly. being generous. Exactly. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, next time I'll be more strict. Yeah. <laughs> And then I also have a bonus question for you, and it is about our podcast episode with Larry Murphy. What mm. did he say about the hidden pass- passageways at HQ? I believe he said that's classified. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so full points for you, too. Uh, awesome. <laughs> We're doing great. <laughs> We're doing great. Like, let's just pat ourselves on the exactly. back at this moment. Okay. okay, so question three is about resilience. Third we agreed to strengthen the resilience of our societies with a new resilience commitment by NATO leaders. Resilience. We discussed that term with Benedetta from the Policy Planning Unit mm-hmm. in one of our episodes. Um, what does strengthening resilience mean concretely here? She gave a very good explanation. So if you want to hear that, go back to the episode about uh, all you need to know about NATO 2030. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try to give a good answer. So resilience for NATO uh, means to kind of try to have a plan to reach a specific resilience objective within the alliance. And that means that they've decided to um, have a seven point um, requirement so that allies can test themselves on their level of preparedness. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, they also will have a senior official to consolidate efforts on a on like national levels. Mm-hmm. And I think there's more things, but that's all I remember. Yeah, so you, you got a lot definitely <laughs> there. There's a lot to discuss on resilience. Yeah, exactly. As, again, go back and listen to the episode with Benedetta. Exactly. It's not an easy topic. No, for sure. <laughs> uh, but the one I think that needs to be included as well is that allies agreed to develop resilience objectives to guide nationally tailored resilience goals and implementation plans yeah. based on clear and more measurable alliance-wide resilience objectives. Exactly. So... I mean, basically what you said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you. Words. I'm going to give you two out of three That's points fine. on that one. <laughs> That's also, you use the word resilience in the answer about yeah, what is resilience, which I know, I know is, it's, it's like so hard to. Explain. It's hard to not do, but uh, but yeah. What is resilience? What is it's resilience. It's being resilient, exactly. Um, okay, so your bonus question is about our episode with Dylan. Um, at which summit did Dylan drop to the floor and crawl out of the camera shot during the NAC opening ceremony? Oh, that was a funny one if you haven't listened to that please go listen because we were just crying <laughs> laughing at that and i remember very well it was the warsaw summit in 2016 yeah i wish absolutely. i was there <laughs> i wish i was there too um uh, behind the scenes to behind the scenes dylan shared the photo with us oh yeah um, that was afterwards, amazing. which was amazing which no one will ever see yeah. <laughs> fourth we will sharpen our technological edge Allies have agreed to launch a defense innovation accelerator for the North Atlantic. 
okay, maybe this one will be easier because we love acronyms at NATO. Oh, absolutely. What's the acronym for what Sekjun just said? So it is Diana, the Defense Innovation Accelerator for the North Atlantic. Yeah. Yep. Ding, um, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Exactly. Full points. And uh, just because I can, I'll, oh. I'll say... <laughs> Extra points? <laughs> Bonus points, perhaps? Well, I think the, the purpose of Diana, right, is to um, create this, this transatlantic way to uh, help us like adopt uh, emerging and disruptive technologies as well as adapt to their use. So the accelerator will help bridge these, you know, innovation systems mm-hmm. across the Atlantic. Yeah, I think that's I'm important to know. I'm sure it can be explained a lot better than that, but that's off the no, top that of my was, head. No, that was good. I, I feel like yeah. you get one extra point for that. I'll be okay. nice because that was, that was a good answer. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> and my bonus question for you is, uh, again, the episode with Benedetta where we talked about NATO 2030 and how many points that she say are on the NATO 2030 agenda? Um, I believe it's nine. Well, she did say eight or nine. Eight or nine. Depending on how you count it. So... Yeah. So do I get a point for this? Sure. <laughs> do I get eight or nine I points? I think because you said nine, I'm going to give you half a point. Okay. Because it was eight or nine. Okay. <laughs> this, this this counting, uh, like the scoring uh, system that we're using is not great. That's fine. I like it. You know, it's organic. We're exactly. going with it. So. Okay. Question five is about uh, one of our favorite topics here on the pod, which is upholding the rules-based international order. Yay. Fifth. We will step up our work to uphold the rules-based international order. To this end, we will strengthen our partnerships with the Asia-Pacific, with Australia, Japan, uh, New Zealand, and the Republic of Korea, and seek new relationships with countries across Latin America, Africa, and Asia. We are also committed to the further deepening of our cooperation with the European Union. Okay, so this one is for NATO nerds, which I don't know if we count as that. I uh, we do, we do. We <laughs> yeah, are. we do. Um, what is the name of the policy that NATO follows regarding accession? It's the uh, closed window policy. Okay, I'm joking. It's the open door <laughs> policy. <laughs> I, that's how I tried to remember it. I was like, okay, open window. Uh, sorry, open door. <laughs> yeah, clearly yeah, it's a really I'm effective confused. strategy. Oh, no. <laughs> it's yeah. the open door policy. Did you use this like throughout uh, university or stuff to remember yes, things? Okay. Always. Yeah. yeah, I tried to to find the funnier way to remember it, mm-hmm. and so that it would obviously stick to my mind better. Okay. And then I would just remember kind of like the opposite of you know what's an a closed window? It's an open door. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And can you, can you tell us a little bit more about what that means? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it means that, you know, NATO is open to have any country that meets the requirements and the, the criteria that's in the North Atlantic Treaty. Uh, mm-hmm. They are welcome to join NATO. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So now I have a How bonus. many points do I get for that, though? Oh, God. I feel like <laughs> I, I need to give you at least a bonus point there. So, yeah. Um, and I have another bonus question, Ooh, okay. which is uh, about our, our episode with the interpreters. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we talked to Carola, an interpreter, and she said that she spoke a certain lum- number of languages. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll also give you an extra bonus point if you can answer in French. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say that anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay perfect. Good. So yeah, how many languages did she speak? Cinq. <laughs> Exactement, cinq. Five on a good day was yeah. her answer. Which is yeah. still amazing. Absolutely. Even on a bad day, she still speaks more languages. Yeah, some days <laughs> I barely speak one language. Sixth, we will substantially step up training and capacity building for partners from Ukraine and Georgia to Iraq and Jordan. So 
Can you name some of the areas where NATO will step up capacity building? There's a few. Um, well, we're going to be working with – well, we already do work with partners, right, um, to, to help build their capacity in numerous areas. So I want to say uh, countering terrorism and countering mm -hmm. hybrid threats and mm -hmm. cyber defense. Mm -hmm. That's that's some. Yes. So I'll just give you the okay. the right full answer. Okay. Well, I feel like I gave the right <laughs> yeah, answer. Yeah, you gave partially. a few. <laughs> uh, so it's counterterrorism, uh -huh. uh, stabilization, countering hybrid attacks, crisis management, peacekeeping, and defense reform, among many others. Yeah. Okay. So. So my my like you don't get full points. Okay, but, but I'll say etc. Which includes <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah, there you go. Okay, that's full points. Full points. <laughs> and for uh, a bonus question for you, mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about the communique a lot already. Yes. How many points were on the summit communique? Seventy nine. And we know all of them. <laughs> we know all of them <laughs> by heart. I swear. Okay, question seven is about something that we've talked about on numerous episodes of the podcast, which is combating and adapting to climate change. Seventh, leaders agreed that for the first time, addressing the security impact of climate change will be an important task for NATO. This will include regular assessments of the impact of climate change on our installations, missions, and other activities, integrating climate change into our exercises, defense planning and procurement, and developing a methodology for assessing greenhouse gas emissions from military activities. I am pleased to announce that uh, all allies made a clear commitment to significantly reduce military emissions. We also agreed to set concrete targets for NATO to contribute to the goal of uh, net zero emissions by 2050. So my question is, um, our intern Lorenzo that we talked to, he worked on this. Do you remember the name of the plan that leaders agreed to combat climate change at the summit? So it's the Climate Change and Security Action Plan. 100% full points. Uh, uh, That's as impressive. I like to call it CCASP. <laughs> no, CCC. Wow, damn. I don't even know. <laughs> Not you trying to make everything into an acronym. Yeah, you know, this, this is what it means to work at NATO. Yeah, you put exactly. everything in an acronym. Yeah. I don't even know if that's the right I don't acronym think, for I it. I mean, it would be CCSAP. I don't think yeah. anybody calls it that. But yeah, the Climate Change Security Action Plan. Again, how I was trying to remember it was CCASAP, basically. Like, oh, we need climate change ASAP. <laughs> well, we don't need climate no, change. No, as in climate change oh, performed. You're, you're like backwards. <laughs> Exactly. Method. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're back to that. The Your funny system ways confuses that I... me, but if yeah. it works for you, it works for you. Um, <laughs> to some, to some extent. Bonus question now: um, What university did the hackathon winners come from? The Freie Universität Berlin. Absolutely, and 100% um, points for that Down pronunciation. To the <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, you worked on that a little bit before you introduced them. Yeah, and exactly. I, it's paid off. I yeah, can see, I, so. I. Uh, I have a German boyfriend and I was asking him, how do I say this with a German accent? Because I can't just go Friar University. Oh God, yeah. Did he spell it out for you phonetically? Yeah, basically. Okay. We agreed uh, to develop NATO's next strategic concept in time for our summit in 2022. Reaffirming our values and reflecting the significant changes in our security environment over the past decade. So this one should be a bit of an easier one. When was the strategic concept initially agreed on? So the current strategic concept is from 2010. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Correct again. And the next one will be in 2022. Oh, 
Full points. Yeah. <laughs> Extra points. You're reaching for bonus points, even though you're not offering them. <laughs> exactly. And uh, now the actual bonus question okay. for you. How many people were part of the NATO 2030 Young Leaders Group? We spoke to uh, Tanya Latich about this. 14. Correct. Yes. Well done. And if you ask I, for additional bonus points, ask me to name all of them. I'm sorry. Oh. I don't think I can. <laughs> but yeah, Tanya Latich was great. Um, and she was one of the co-chairs of the group. Mm-hmm. So You get minus one point for each uh, Each one that I don't say exactly. <laughs> in the you next lose. 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I'm being too. sabotaged here, but that's fine. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Okay. Don't worry. So our last question is about um, one of the items. This is the, the eight or nine thing that is like the mm-hmm. or nine that gets added um, because it supports lots of the other ones, which is about investing in NATO. To do more together, allies agreed that we also need to invest more together in NATO. To resource our requirements in a more challenging security environment. So what are the three NATO budgets that will be increased? So it's uh, military, um, infrastructure, and civil budgets. Yes, yeah, yes. absolutely. Yay. Yay, great. <laughs> uh, okay, and then the final um, bonus question for you, which we learned, I think, back again in the Steve Durden episode, which is how long does it take to plan a NATO summit? So ideally, he wants two years to mm. plan it. Uh, usually gets one year, but this time because of COVID, of course, he had the extra challenge. And it uh, they had about two and a half months to plan. Uh-huh. I have three months here, but two and a half months is probably <laughs> even more accurate. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so full points on that. Yay. Yay. <laughs> We're doing so great. We're doing so great on this quiz that we created for ourselves. <laughs> You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> Okay, so the results are in, and mm-hmm. um, you know we just had so much fun doing this quiz. <laughs> this quiz that we didn't even really keep track, but one of our producers did, and it turns out that Mariana, you've beaten me by zero point five, <laughs> which we didn't even say at the beginning that you know decimal scores were possible. But yeah. congratulations! <laughs> Thank you so much. It's an honor. You know, <laughs> I never yeah. thought this day would come. <laughs> I also asked you one more question than you asked me, so, so I feel technically like you won. That needs to be taken into account. But uh, but you know what. We're both winners. We're both winners. We're all exactly. winners. We both yeah. did so well. And, you know, our listeners learned so much with our answers to so. these questions. So I and think if we you, both And won. if you didn't learn so much from the answers, <laughs> which is a distinct possibility, uh, again, go back and listen to exactly. the previous episodes because they'll you'll learn explain a lot. it better because exactly. they're actual experts on they're this. They're the experts for sure. <laughs> Well, what a ride it's been, Mariana. We've learned so much. Right? Remember how Steve Durden in episode one explained to us how long a summit is planned in advance? Yeah, I still can't get over that career path that he's had. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Careers, moving up the ladder, gaining responsibility at NATO. That was for sure one theme of our podcast. And imposter syndrome. We spoke with Dylan White about it, a press officer at NATO who was the youngest ever acting spokesperson for mm-hmm. NATO. Uh, but also with Tanya Latich, one of the uh, NATO 2030 young leaders. Do you remember what advice Dylan gave us Mm, um let me think wasn't it about having allies and mentors as a young professional Mm. and adding value to the conversation when you choose to speak up exactly and i i hope this podcast added value to that conversation (laughs) let's just say it did okay let's hope (laughs) so let's say it did (laughs) i also thought uh tanya's words were very inspiring when we talked about this she mentioned that she accepted to become a NATO 2030 young leader because it was an opportunity for her to challenge the status quo and to prove that young people care about security 
security and defense. And uh, talking about young people who care about security <laughs> and defense, I immediately think of our hackathon winners, uh, Paulina and Veronica from Berlin. I'm still amazed that they came out with such a complex idea in so little time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Me too. Do you remember what they proposed, Bruce? You know, I thought the quiz was over. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was quite elaborate. I remember that we talked about venture capital funds and field exercises, and it was a cycle. <laughs> sure. And, uh, you know, if that explanation doesn't make sense to you, just go back and listen to episode. Four. Mean. <laughs> However, I do know about what happened afterwards. We had to speak en français. Oh, no, please don't remind me of that. <laughs> C'était magnifique. <laughs> uh, come on. Uh, it was a fun episode. Uh, Nicolas and Carola explained to us how the North Atlantic Council meetings are interpreted for the leaders in different languages. Yeah. And not to forget, we discussed the technical aspect of interpreting, you know, all the cables, screens and wires that make sure that the correct language interpretation reaches the right leader. That's important. Absolutely. I mean, you know, diplomacy 101. Exactly. You need to understand what the other person is saying. Yep. So, um, We also spoke to Santi, the architect who became a facility manager, who told us all the little secrets about what the leaders eat and mm -hmm. don't eat um, and about those who bring their own food to the summit, just like you did. I mean, the food that I bring is great. <laughs> and remember how Larry from the NATO Office of Security didn't want to tell us what he had for breakfast? Classified. <laughs> That's uh, classified. I really want a classified yeah. button so I can just use that in my it's daily classified. life. Exactly. Um, we did get some things out of him in the end, though. For mm -hmm. example, all the threats he has to imagine to make sure that uh, the leaders and everyone else is safe on the summit day. Yep. You know, threats like a flood caused by Brussels rain. Which was another theme on this podcast. Yep. Our deepest apologies to Brussels and in Belgium, you're not always raining. Exactly. Uh, and then finally, it was summit day. Right. The highlight of my life. Oh, we get it. You saw President, President Biden. No, he waved at me. Good for you. That's great. <laughs> uh, more importantly, the leaders issued their communique, which had a lot of NATO 2030 in it. So naturally, we had to invite Benedetta Berti, the head of the policy planning unit, to give us a rundown. Yeah, we talked about NATO's effort to fight climate change, the relationship with China and the new strategic concept that will be prepared for the summit in 2022, which will be in Madrid, Spain, <laughs> España, <Espana. laughs> 10 points for you, Bruce. <laughs> Um, climate change was also a topic in our episode with Lorenzo and Aitunch, the intern and the temp. Uh, Lorenzo interns for the Emerging Security Challenges Division, and he worked on the Climate Change and Security Action Plan. Or as was... everyone calls it, the CCSAP. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that was agreed on by the leaders at the summit to counter climate change. Uh, in that episode, we also discovered that we all come from different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. uh, you started with a history degree. I did creative writing for my undergrad, and Aitunch is an engineer, but we all work in the same division. Exactly. And speaking of creative writing, that kind of makes me think of our last episode with Goldener Sonamut, the journalist from Turkey who had almost all the summit communiques memorized. He was kind of the a blend of both of us in that he was a creative <laughs> writer and a, an historian. You exactly. Know? He, and he knew the communique by heart. He knew the communique by heart, which we definitely do as well. We'd like to reiterate. <laughs> yep. um, he knew so much and he gave us insights into how he picks the topics reported back to Turkey. Um, I also finally learned why journalists sometimes ask questions that politicians clearly will not answer. <laughs> right, because they sometimes do end up answering yeah. them. 
And you said it, Bruce, it has been quite the ride. But all good things must come to an end. We can't run on the summit forever. The next one has to be prepared and planned. Exactly. But we can't end without our standard question. Bruce, what was your favorite podcast memory slash moment? So I am claiming my executive podcast host privilege and actually going to give you two. <laughs> um, one is more heartfelt and one is more fun. Okay, <laughs> so I'll start fine. with the heartfelt one because mm-hmm. why not? Uh, basically, I, I really enjoyed speaking to all of our guests, as we've said, mm-hmm. um, but specifically the, the episode with Tanya Latich talking about NATO 2030 young leaders um, as a you know relatively young person <laughs> myself. Uh, I just found it was really inspiring what she said in terms of... Um, um, you know, being in working for the European Union mm-hmm. and the the coordination with NATO there and her vision for an optimistic future and, and this group and how they prepared the report. So I don't know. I just found that very up, uplifting and inspiring. Yeah, she which is, was so great. She, she gave was me so chills. Great. She gave me chills. And I think, I don't know if it made it into the pod, but we were both like, when can we vote for you? Maybe <laughs> exactly. said that afterwards. Yeah. Um, Tanya for president. <laughs> Tanya for president. Tanya for sec gen, whatever. We, just we, be in power. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we support you. Um, and yeah, speaking of things that happened off the air, that's my second memory. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, speaking again of behind the scenes of behind the scenes, <laughs> obviously, you know, lots of times we have people who who share their best stories with us when the microphone's turned off, which is oh, frustrating, yeah. but also, you know, sometimes, you know, you can't share everything. Yeah. So what about you? Now it's your turn. Some good podcast summit memories. Uh, so I'll also share too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we obviously don't have a favorite uh, episode, mm-hmm. but I would say the one that was most relatable to me was the one with uh, Lorenzo and iTunes, just because, you know, they're just as young as mm-hmm. we are. And, you know, they're also starting their career at NATO. And it's a good insight, you know, because it there's more people like you on the same path trying mm-hmm. to, to stay at NATO and work for this wonderful organization. So I thought, like, that was a very nice episode because it was just relatable. And... I also have a very behind the scenes of mm-hmm. the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say one of my favorite parts of this podcast is uh, after every single time we're done recording, uh, having to open the door of the studio to our uh, lovely producer, Lisa, because mm-hmm. we're always locked inside because she can't open <laughs> the door to us. So, yeah, that's that's always one of my favorite moments. Well, and also one of my favorite moments is that um, Lisa and the, like, technical audio editors, they edit the podcast all together yeah. and we don't have to do that. We yeah, just get exactly. to listen to the beautiful end product. So. We just talk a lot and they have to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. And they, you know, will do what they have to do. <laughs> exactly. So with that, we have come to the end of the NATO summit behind the scenes. We've gone through the key decisions of the 2021 Brussels summit and explored all the backstage machinery that made the summit possible. We've talked to journalists, architects, interpreters, and interns. And we've discussed what the summit means for the future of NATO in 2030 and beyond. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of what I always say. Sometimes the best view of the horizon is from the summit. (laughs) Do you always say that? I do now. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'd also like to say thank you again to all of our guests, to our excellent producer, Lisa, uh, and to our technical colleagues who have helped us record and edit all of these episodes. And to you, Mariana, for being a great co-host. Thank you, Bruce. You're an amazing co-host. Thank you. (laughs) Um, It's been so much fun. And lastly, I'd like to thank all of our listeners. Thank you for sticking with us throughout the pod. We hope you've enjoyed this peek behind the scenes and that you've learned something 
some things you didn't know about NATO summits, yeah. like I, we did. I definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Make sure to follow us on social media for more great content and updates about next year's summit in Madrid. We're on at NATO on most major platforms. Yeah. And until the next summit, adios. Hasta luego. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to our NATO summit podcast. And a special thanks to all our colleagues at the NATO studio for their help recording this podcast. Bye. Bye.